But it's good to be in the house of the Lord. <clears throat> and I hope, uh, I hope that uh, you've had a good week. The Lord, uh, He watches over those that are His. And I said uh, before, I'll say again, the Lord is good. He's good to everybody. But he's got some special people in the earth that he's watching over. And uh, it does not always seem like that he's on our side to us. But if you believe the Bible, he said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. So I think we need to believe the Bible. And yeah, sometimes we have trials and tribulations. That's going to be because that's what Adam brought to us. That's part of it. Trials and tribulations and everybody, everybody on the earth has some kind of problem. If you're a child of Adam, and we all are, we've got problems. But uh, God sent his son here to take away our greatest problem, which was sin. And uh, Adam gave us sin in our flesh, and uh, God sent his son to die for us on the Calvary's cross that, as John the Baptist said in, in the first part of St. John, behold, the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world. And far as I know, far as this Bible knows, that's the only way that I or you can get rid of sin. It's through Christ. And I just, uh, I just say so often, it's not good deeds that I've done, but by his mercy, he saved me. And uh, nobody's got enough good deeds to go to heaven on, from here to Adam. And nobody's bad, so bad that uh, the blood of Jesus couldn't cleanse them. Now, I know there's, according to the Bible, there's people that has walked over the God's dead line, but I don't know who they are. And you don't know who they are. So uh, as our text says, now I'll be speaking again today out of John chapter 17. I can't seem to get out of this chapter, and I'm not really trying to. I want to, I want to get the gems as we go. John chapter 17 now, you Bible readers will understand that this is the chapter that Jesus is praying to his Father. Now, Jesus prayed often. I mean, he would pray all night. And he prayed often. But this particular prayer, the Lord wanted his apostles, his disciples, to hear it. And... Uh, We've already said some things about it. Uh, that is, uh, for instance, he is going along in here. In fact, I'm going to, I think if my memory serves me correctly, I got down to the verse 14. But I'm going to back up to verse 12 so that I can get our minds where I'd like for you to be this morning, your mind. So I'm in John chapter 17, and let me read in your hearing. Verse 12, please. The Lord is talking to his father. He said, while 
I was with them in the world. I kept them in thy name. Those that thou gavest me I have kept, and none of them is lost but the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. Now here again, it would seem to the world that all these 12 apostles that Jesus told were saved men. But they were not all saved. One never got converted to Christ. He got converted politically, but he didn't get converted spiritually. See? And so that's why Jesus said this, so that people would, would not think what Brother Chris told us in his devotion, that uh, we've gone this far and I lost one. He didn't lose him. He was never in. See? But he said, I have kept them. Now that's a clue. That's a clue to mankind that we need a Savior. I've kept them. Okay, he went back to heaven. And, uh, and we'll be getting to this for long if the Lord allows us to. When Jesus rose from the grave and uh, Mary came down and, and, and uh, was so marveling over his, uh, on his uh, coming forth from the dead that she wanted to grab him. And he said, don't touch me. And I'll get into that later, but I just want to stop here and say, in the sight of God, now not me or a preacher, in the sight of God, we are defiled to the point that even if Mary had put a fingerprint on him and he went back to glory in heaven and the book of Hebrews says he did, he would have had a spot on him. See? Now, I'm not trying to teach that, that, that I don't like you. I don't mean that. But I just mean you and I, see, we need to be kept. We need to be kept. Because God is perfect. And he knows everything. And, you, and, and nobody can go to heaven without perfectness. And I don't have any, I don't, I'm not perfect. And I don't think you are. So as one good preacher said, if you're not perfect, in order to go to heaven, you better get into somebody that is. So he was so perfect that he couldn't let Mary touch him. And I just wanted to bring that out, and I'll get into that later, I, I hope. But while I was with them, I kept uh, in the world, I kept them in thy name. These thou gavest me I've kept. None of them is lost but to accept the son of perdition that the scripture might be fulfilled. He's saying the scripture had to be fulfilled. Judas is mentioned not by name, but by his office in the book of Psalms. Okay? So the scripture had to be fulfilled. Now verse 13. And now I come to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might, that, that they might have, joy, have my joy Fulfilled in themselves. See? All right? Now then, here's where I want to start. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. All right, now, what's he talking about here? What's he talking about? 
Now, people claim that, uh, uh, you know, you get together on your holidays with your family, and that's good. I hope you do. But uh, in my family, I got some that don't like, don't like for me to talk about the Lord. And, uh, and as Brother Chris alluded to a while ago, not everybody is going to like you. But, but uh, uh, the question poses itself, had you rather have Jesus? Now, I'm not saying that you forsake your family or you forsake your kinfolks. I think, I think you ought to be as good to them as they'll let you be and still be a Christian. And I think you can do that. If you will, ask the Lord to help you do it. Okay? He said here, I've given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world, even as I'm not of the world. Now, he's not talking about that we got a trans-spiritual uh, uh, appearance in our flesh. He's talking about that our allegiance is not to the world. Now, I do pledge allegiance to the United States of America and its flag. In my flesh, I pledge allegiance to that. But I pledge more allegiance to the Lord Jesus Christ. See, if it comes to me or them, I'm going to try to serve him because he's done more for me. And don't get me wrong, I'm grateful to be an American. I'm glad we still operate under the Constitution. It lets me come out here on Sunday morning and, uh, and worship God to the dictates of my heart. And they didn't let them do that in, in the 1400s. They were persecuted for even just having thoughts. All right, so the Lord goes ahead here. Verse 15, I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from the evil. Now the Lord is making a mediatorial statement here before he gets to heaven. See, now I've said this, I think the last two Sundays, let me say it again. If you're saved, Jesus Christ is up in heaven on the right hand of God making intercession for me and you. Why? Because we got to have it. See, that's why he said, I kept them and none of them is lost, but the son of perdition. See, he still does. He still keeps those that are his, all right? So he went ahead to say, they are not of the world, even as I'm not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. <coughs> I hope you'll underline that verse because Pilate asked at the trial of Jesus, what is truth? He was confused. What is truth? Here's Jesus. He knew about him. He said he hadn't done any wrong. And the Jewish people said, crucify him. And Pilate said, why? What hath he done? See? So, and he asked, uh, when, when the Lord spoke the few words to him that he did, he said, what is truth? Now, when you ask yourself that question, or when somebody else asks you, you can always truthfully reply, 
truth is what God said about it. Now, God sent us this. That's his word. And the Bible said God gave the word. He did give the word. Another psalm says he preserved the word. So, so we need to stay with the word of God. Now somebody said, well, how do you know that King James Bible is the right one? Well, uh, there's been several Bibles translated from the other languages into English. And, uh, but the thing about it is they were translated, a lot of them, for a gain of price. In other words, they were copyrighted. Did you know this Bible, King James, is not copyrighted? See? So, so when people do things for money, you, got, you, need to have a, you need to have a question mark right there. And I know, I see some faces that don't really, uh, well, there might be some error here, there might be some error there. Well, let me say something. It's good enough to got me saved. How about you? You think the Book of, Nor of Mormon would save you? You see what I mean? And I've even had people, but, but, but we do need to understand that this Bible is God's Word. It's not everything God knows, but it's everything He wanted me and you to know. It equipped me and you, number one, to find out how lost we are in Adam. See? I mean, people raise up, <coughs> people, <coughs> people rise up like me raised in church. And I didn't know, I didn't know I was uh, as lost as I was. And I've told you this before. Let me tell you it again because I think it fits. <coughs> now that I got saved, the Holy Ghost revealed to me I was really, really, really lost. There was no hope. Well, that's what this Bible says. That's what Paul said all through the book of Romans. There was no hope. I had no hope. See? So my hope was in the truth. And the truth is that we're all sinners. Adam gave me and you a sin, a, a, a sin nature. And we, our flesh, likes sin. See? I let it begin to Brother Chris's lesson this morning. Well, what will you do when you get saved? Well, you will, you will leave it all for the Lord. Now, you may not know that when you first get saved. I'm not saying you get saved and people say, Oh, I know all about that Bible. No, you don't. You, you're just born again. You're like, you're like a physical child. You can't talk, you can't, you know, your hearing is not uh, fully developed, and it takes a while for us to get our wheels on the track. It takes most of us a while. Let me say it that way. You see what I mean? Now, the Bible's got a word for that, and it is sanctification. You see what I mean? You get saved, and all you know 
The first thing you know about getting saved is your burden's gone. It's gone just like that. And, and, and some people like me say, what happened to me? Now you don't know. You don't know the doctrines. You don't know about sanctification. You don't, I, I've run, run into a, a, a preacher and uh, he told me, he said, when I got saved, he said, I wasn't, said, I wasn't raised Baptist. So I was raised in another denomination. He said, when I got saved, he said, I didn't know if it'd last or not. And said, I got to reading and I found out I was secure. Amen. So I'm just saying that to talk about the, the progression that people make when you get saved. Now, I've had a few people say, well, so-and-so got saved, and he's not doing just like I do. Okay. Okay, he may not do like you do. And he don't have to do like I do. But he needs to do what this said. You see what I mean? Sometimes we get kind of hooked up on stuff like that. Well, if they don't, if they don't do like I do, they're bound, to be, they're bound to be haywire. No, not necessarily. You might find out at judgment seat you wasn't correct in everything. You see what I mean? But truth is what God said about it. And the truth will make you free. Now I need to make a statement right here. Hold on. Untruth will not release you. Now people's got it. People have a problem with me right there. Because I do not think, I do not think that God uses false ministers to save souls. I don't believe it. What did he pray right here? He's going he's to address this again. See? That does not mean I'm so good and they're so bad, God accepted me. No. But Jesus is so good that God accepted him. So how can you trust Jesus when, when, when somebody is preaching, all you got to do is turn over and you leave. I've heard it said, there's a little good in everybody. All you got to do is stir it up religiously. Well, I'm not mad at them, but that's not the truth. That's just not the truth. We're all sinned. I mean, uh, Psalm 14, the Lord looked down from heaven to see if there's any that did seek the Lord. There's none good, no, not one. Paul uh, uh, magnified that, in my opinion, in Romans chapter 3 and 4. See? Uh, Abraham, what did he find pertaining to the flesh? See? And Paul went ahead and, and reiterated that the Scripture says, and it does say it in Genesis 15, Chapter 15. And Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. So you see, the way that we really get born again is God takes our sin and put it on Christ. Isaiah 53. See, he put all of our iniquities, all of our iniquities are on him. He laid them on him. My sins, your sins, everybody's sins. And sent Jesus to Calvary. He died. Not only did he die, but he suffered 
cruelties as cruel as the Romans could make it. That's what he suffered. See? Then he went to the cross. Now at the cross, we see hatred and bigotry at its worst. But we see love and mercy at its best. We do. God sent his son to die for us a cruel way. He did. Now the good news is, Isaiah 53 again, and when he saw the travail of his soul, he was satisfied. I know I hit that pretty often, but I can't help it. That's just the way it is. When he saw how much Jesus Christ travailed for me and you, he was satisfied. In other words, God said, I'm going to look down there on his death since I put the sin of everybody on him and he bore it to Calvary and he went into the grave, come out the third morning, third day, and said, Mary, don't touch me. Why? Because he's left sin. He took sin to a far place where it can't come back. Aren't you glad of that? See? So God can freely forgive me and you. See, I say all the time, and boy, I, I jump up and down on it. I'm sure glad the new covenant says, I'll remember your sins and iniquities no more. Ain't that good? Say, <laughs> so, well, I get up in heaven. I go to judgment seat. Uh, uh, they going to bring up what I done when I was lost? No. Not be judged for sin at judgment seat. That was taken care of. If, and if, you know, if you're at judgment seat judgment, you're saved. So your sins are taken care of when you repented. Jesus said, I'll wash away your sins. I, uh, uh, Revelation 1 and 5, he's washed us in his own blood. And God pronounced that perfect. As far as God's concerned, perfect. Now, hang on, I'm not Pentecostal right there. <laughs> you get saved, your flesh, still the flesh, still has the principle of sin in it. But if you're born again, as I said last Sunday, may I say again, Jesus Christ is on the right hand of God making intercession for me and you. See? Now, I know that brings up another, that brings up another uh, offshot of people that, that, that look at us and say, well, them Baptists say you get saved and do anything you want to. I do what I want to. I've already told you. Can I say it again? I drink all the illegal alcohol I want. I still do. I drink all the illegal alcohol I want to drink. But let me say this so I can be clear. I don't want any. <laughs> Not because I'm a goody-goody. I just don't want it. Another thing I don't want I don't want false doctrine. I don't want people telling my kin folks 
if you'll just do good now, when you get to judgment, the Lord will find out that your good outweighed your bad. And I'm not, I'm not being critical, but that's not in the Bible. You shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That's what the Bible, what the Lord said. So, so we see here that he is saying, sanctify them through thy truth, thy word is truth. And the next verse, and thou, as thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I sent them into the world. Again, alluding to somewhat to Brother Chris's his, uh, lesson this morning. When you get saved, you are sent to others. See, you may not be a preacher. See, you may be a, you may be a, a saved lady. Well, God still got place for you. And he really didn't save anybody. Are you listening? To do nothing. That includes the ladies. See? Now, I'm not insinuating here that a lady can pastor a church. I don't mean that at all. But he sent us into the world to be witnesses. And I think one of the best witnesses you, you can have is if, you, if your past, and I don't know your past, don't want to know it, if your past was cluttered up with sin and you get saved and you quit that and you tell your kinfolks, no, I don't want to do that. What's wrong with you? Do you ever have anybody tell you that? Huh? Yeah. Well, what's wrong with you? You used to do it all the time, whatever it is. See? So, but the Lord said right here, he said right here, as thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. Again, I'm not taking classifications of what God would have you to do. I don't know what God wants you to do. He don't tell me what he wants you to do. You see what I mean? But he wants you to do something. Okay? Next verse. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also might be sanctified. How? How? Through truth. You see what I mean? Now, am I coming across on that? You cannot get sanctified in untruth. That's why, you've, that's why you see in the news media once in a while where some preacher or big Christian man has got caught in dope or with somebody else's wife or something like that. See, because they have not been sanctified. You say, well, brother, now can a saved man get caught up? Yep, they could. Because I made mention over in the writers made mention of uh, somebody's faith being shipwrecked. And, uh, and, 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 and but, but, let me say this now, and let me say this to you saved people. And I don't know who's saved, but 
Well, if you mess up big time, your testimony is probably over. When you talk to somebody about the Lord, oh, what are you talking to me about? Don't you remember when you did so-and-so? And, you, and people can still say that to you, but, but you, got, you got a good retort to that. Yeah, but I did that when I was lost. I don't do that anymore. See what I mean? Now, I'm not, I'm not teaching sinless perfection in saints this morning. But I am teaching sanctification. See what I mean? All right. And uh, so sanctify through the truth. See? Now sanctification is something you will want to do. It's not bondage. A lot of religions have got people under bondage. It's not hard for me to stay away from illegal alcohol, gambling, looking at somebody else's wife. That's not hard for me to do. See, I'm not trying to tell you I'm a saint, you know, and I'm about to sprout wings. I don't mean that. Yeah, I've, I've got temptations too. I really do. But sanctification is, after you get saved, is to advancing in your learning of the truth and in your following the Lord and finding out what He would want you to do. Okay? All right, he says in that verse 20, Neither pray I for these alone, the ones that were with him there, but for them which shall, which shall believe on me through their word. All right. Mr. Potter, what does that mean? Well, what did Paul say in Romans? How shall I hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they've been sent? <clears throat> now, how they hear without a preacher there, to me, does not mean a pastor or a man with a tie on and a Bible in his hand. It means declare. Can I, can I give you a good example? The woman at the well, after the Lord had, had dealt with her and she went in the city, she left her water pot at the well. I mean, that wasn't even important anymore. And she told the men of the city, come see a man that told me all things that ever I've done. Is this not the Christ? And many believed on him. See? Well, she wasn't a pastor. But she was a witness. So Jesus is saying that about us right here. <clears throat> Neither pray I for these alone, but them which shall believe on me through their word. See? How can they hear without a preacher? How can they preach except they be sent? See? Now, I'm not saying that God does not use unsaved people to, to do His will. In fact, I believe that God 
knows the mind of everybody. Even Putin and Adolf Hitler knew him, and I think God used them for his for his coming events spoken of in the Bible. But they're not saved. They're not Christians. But when it comes to the Christian faith, he's, they've got to be a believer. God don't just put somebody on an island and say, and, and, and in my background, I've had debates on that with preachers. I heard one Baptist preacher say, he, he wanted to make a point, be against what some of us others believe. He said, I believe if the dog could preach the gospel, it would be enough there of God's word to save the lost. And the retort to that was, and I didn't know nobody told him while he's preaching, but when he got down out of there, somebody went to him and said, okay, well, if you're right, we'll just get a bunch of poly parrots and we'll teach them John 3.16 and we'll fly over Vietnam or, or Africa or somewhere and just kick them out. No need to send missionaries if that's the case. But, but I'm just saying that to say I have come up against that kind of idea. And, that's, and, and what Jesus is talking directly against that. He uses his people to get other people saved. Now, don't say that. Don't say you might not have a car wreck or, or get in a bad situation because of another person. But the truth comes from God's people. Don't make us greater than other people in the earth. No. Don't make, don't make it where I get two votes and, uh, and they get one. Don't, I don't, none of that. It, it just means that God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. But what about them that believeth not? What about them? See, the Bible is clear, very clear. See, if you go read Revelation chapter 20, you find there's going to be a great white throne judgment. There's going to be a great horde of people there. See? Well, what are they there for? To be judged of their works, not to be judged if they're going to be saved. Nobody there will ever get saved. See? I don't say that to be smart, but, but that is a Bible warning to the human race that you need to do something about your sins before you die. You see what I mean? All right. So he, Jesus, Jesus was praying. Isn't that marvelous? Jesus is praying for mine and your work right here. He's praying for the things that we do. See, we come down here and we have, we have a, a church services for four times a week of some kind. And and I'm, I'm happy that we do. And, and that's, I don't do that to be seen. I don't do that to say, boy, look at old man Pollard. He goes to church all, all the time. Well, I don't. In fact, I missed Wednesday night. And I missed because I was sick. But I wanted to be here. So, but 
But I just wanted to talk this morning. Now, when he says here, neither pray I for these alone, but them which shall also, which shall believe on me through their word. Now, to God and his Father, he is talking about the lineage of faith. See, they foreknew it was going to carry on. And I've already stated that in this, in this, in this lesson. They foreknew who would get saved. But they didn't tell me and you. So Jesus said in Mark 16, go, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's to me and you. See, even though he and God knew not everybody's going to believe. But that's foreknowledge. And you can't allow foreknowledge of God to, to shape a doctrine in your mind. And in closing, let me say, one good friend of mine, and uh, I, he said, when you study, when you study the Bible, he said, don't study a doctrine. He said, if you do, you're likely to go to seed on it. He said, study the whole Bible. Well, you know, and, 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 I, and I, I learned that. Because some of the scriptures, it looks like, you know, that uh, God's got it cut and dried. Well, in his foreknowledge, he does, but he still told me and you to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And whosoever will. Now, I know, I know it takes the Holy Spirit moving on people. And I pray that he will. See? But I don't know who he will and who he won't. So he told us to, to uh, preach to teach to every creature. Now I'm out of time and I hope and pray that you've got something out of this lesson this morning. I, I was kind of scattering and I apologize for that. But just remember the, God's word is truth. God's word is truth. And it's so true that if you'll repent and trust Jesus Christ, you're sure to have eternal life. That's how true the Bible is. Thank you for listening to me this morning.